blessed Sunday to all of you, dear friends. You are tuned in to OLMC Sunday Best. This is a sharing of the Bible study group from the parish of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Wan Chai, Hong Kong. Join us now in reflecting on this Sunday's liturgy for our life's nourishment. Welcome to Sunday Best. It's the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let's uh, greet our Lord with the sign of the cross in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And let us recite the collect together. O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of light, grant we pray that we may not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always be seen to stand in the bright light of truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. So I will introduce the readings uh, for this coming Sunday. Uh, the first reading will be from the Book of the Kings. If you're following us, it's chapter 19. 16b to 19 to 21. And for the second reading, we are reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Galatians, chapter 5, 1, 13 to 18. And we are in the year of gospel according to Luke. So gospel for this coming Sunday will be chapter 9, 51 to 62. Okay, so we go back to the ordinary time. We finished also the solemnities of ordinary time last week. So let's go immediately to our first reading. Is it Jennifer? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. A reading from the first book of Kings. The Lord said to Elijah, You shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat of Elbal Mahola as prophet to succeed you. Elijah set out and came upon Elisha, son of Shaphat. As he was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, he was following the 12. Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak over him. Elisha left the oxen, ran after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my father and mother goodbye and I will follow you. Elijah answered, go back. Have I done anything to you? Elisha left him and taking the yoke of oxen, slaughtered them. He used the plowing equipment for fuel to boil the flesh and gave it to his people to eat. Then Elisha left and followed Elijah as his attendant. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This reading from the first book of Kings immediately give us, it gives us the theme of following, of discipleship. You see here that Elijah, the great prophet, is star, uh, started to look for his successor. And from this story, we know that that will be Elisha. The, the way it was done, though, is very interesting. Did you notice? How did he choose his successor? By throwing his cloak over him. 
No? Instead of Alicia, uh, we will hear in the gospel later. Those who volunteer, I will follow you. No, this one was doing his job as a farmer. And Elijah, the prophet, showed or gave the sign that he's being called for another job to be a prophet. No? So follow me here means uh, take on my cloak. Okay. Do the same thing that I am doing. This, this cloak, by the way, is very, very interesting because this is the same cloak that uh, Elijah uses for dividing the, the waters of the Jordan. This is the same cloak that Elijah will be leaving behind to Elisha when Elijah will be taken up to heaven, okay, with the fiery chariots. You know? And then Elisha uh, will use this at the same time uh, to divide the waters. So th this is a very important symbolism, this cloak. No? But the other point in this reading is also the importance of the family. Okay, Did you notice it in the second part? Please let me kiss my father and mother goodbye and I will follow you. Uh, in a way, there's still like one condition and we will hear this repeated in the gospel also today. But it's I, I find this very interesting because it becomes like an occasion for Alicia to, uh, what do you call, separate from his past. Why? Because all his equipments for his job, he gave up while he said goodbye to the family. How did he do that? It says there, and taking the yoke of oxen, slaughtered them. Imagine he has how many? 12 yoke of oxen. Can you imagine that? He must be rich, no? He slaughtered them, and then he used the plowing equipment for fuel. So it's really like, uh, I forget my past. I uh, give up all the things that were important to me. Okay? Even as I say goodbye and then take on a new job. In, in a way, uh, this following is not immediately, uh, what do you say, uh, being a prophet by still the training part. So our reading ends like that. Then Elisha left and followed Elijah as his attendant. There is some kind of preparation in being a prophet. Uh, so that we will hear also in the gospel that there is a kind of uh, training or a formation in, in following the master. The, the word uh, to follow, akolowite, is always to stay at the back you know, so that you see, or you see the, the master's example. Okay, because especially the discipleship uh, in the Bible is not so much through words. It's really through example, setting example. Uh, the, the tradition of discipleship in the Old Testament and then went through also in the New Testament is really learning by life. Learning by life. Following means, uh, sometimes we say following or we, we imagine following as just listening to the same words. But no, it's really living like the master. 
living like uh, the teacher. I don't know, in, in our tradition here, maybe in Asia, it's the same, the guru. The guru, uh, I think also in some other, in the Chinese tradition, in the Hindu tradition. So we're closer to that. That uh, teaching and discipleship is done through example of life. The words, of course, are important. <clears throat> but what is more, more important is what you see the teacher doing. <clears throat> okay. So let us see. This will now be developed further through the gospel reading. We are reading the gospel according to Luke. And just before I start to put a time context to this, um, Jesus is heading to Jerusalem mm -hmm. for his uh, crucifixion. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days of Jesus being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, mm -hmm. Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven and consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. As they were proceeding on their journey, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus answered, foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to rest his head. And to another, he said, follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But he answered him, let the dead bury the dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. To him, Jesus said, no one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful follow-up to the first reading. What this reading is trying to convey is that we are now followers of Christ, which gives us a whole new identity. We are no longer just biological units. We're not just siblings within our own family, but we are all siblings of each other in this room, across the Zoom meeting. All of us are brothers and sisters of Christ. It's a new ideal and it's a new identity. And we are now all children of God. We are not measured by what we do on earth or what we're going to be doing this week. We are measured on eternal things. So having this new identity, we are embarking on now a journey. But this journey is no longer um, 
no longer um, just a journey for the next week or the next day or the next year. It has an eternal meaning, and it's a pilgrimage to God, our final um, kingdom of heaven. So, with this new identity, this new pilgrimage that we're going on, what does it mean for us? And this passage sums it up very well. You can see. Jesus and the disciples having very different ways of thinking. Jesus was very resoluted to go to Jerusalem. He wasn't going to spend some time to say hi to the Samaritans. No, he knew that God wanted him to go to Jerusalem, and it was for the crucifixion. He had only one、um, point that he wanted to accomplish. And it was the will of God. When we surrender our own needs and desires, when we go with God's identity and His will for us, we're almost like、um, nomads. And this term might be very、uh, strange or unusual to you. But when this came to mind, I thought of someone immediately. I don't know if you can think of this person, but I thought of Sister Victoria. Like a nobody. Sure. You you look at Sister Victoria. She goes where God wants her to go. She doesn't go where oh you know I'm going to go and be with my family next year. Or the year after that, I have plans for myself. I'm going to do this and that and this and that. She goes where God wants her to go. So in this way, we are like nomads, but it's not random because we all know that we're all headed back towards God by doing what God wants us to do. We are all pilgrims, and we have a final destination. An eternity with God. So whether we think of ourselves with this new identity as nomads or pilgrims,、um, the important thing is to think about how, as Christians, we should live differently and embark on this journey. Yeah. The- <clears throat> Thank you for setting me as an example, but <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> anyway, anyway, the the first part of this gospel actually, there is another translation that they use. You no, know, when it says, "When the days for Jesus being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem."、Uh, some translations use, "He set his face." To Jerusalem, really turn towards Jerusalem, even if he knows that not good, not very good things happening there to him. No, so、uh, even the the following, you know, the second part here of the gospel. No, three persons said,、uh, two said,、uh, "I will follow you," and the other said. And he, the other one, he invited. The following here is much, much more different than simply stay with me and then listen to my words. You no, know? 
is really what uh, Patrick was <clears throat> insinuating earlier. It's following, which is live like me and possibly die like me. Meaning to say die or give yourself for the other. And we will hear that in the second reading later. No, So the, the discipleship that you were saying earlier is to be, to follow the Lord with the identity of the disciple. It's not just following the Lord because you are curious. No? You're curious, what will this teacher say? What good can I get from him? You know, but it's really uh, knowing him and living like him. So discipleship here is really a very challenging thing. Uh, discipleship that is transformative. I remember uh, Father Martin by last Sunday, the homily for the uh, Corpus Christi. He said, you eat the body of Christ, but if nothing happens to you, then you're simply just digesting materially. No? Meaning to say, the following uh, is supposed to change us. The, the eating the body of the Lord is supposed to change us. Something needs to be changed in our lives. So that, as, Francis, uh, as Patrick was also saying, uh, our life will have another meaning, another trajectory. Uh, one, one commentator said, you have to have a clear answer. What is God doing in my life this week? It's not so much, what am I going to do? But what is God doing in my life this week? Like we're discussing the, the journey that Teresa will embark on. <laughs> so what is God doing to you when you see your family? Meaning to say, there's always God there in the in in whatever the thing that we do. It's not just your family and you, but God is always present. No? So even let's say we're we're also saying one of our friends got uh, infected with COVID lately. So what what could be the message there? What is God doing there? No, in that situation. That's, that is the following. That's the Christian way of discipleship. And maybe we can still deepen that further when we listen to the second reading now. Who is taking the second reading? Sister Leonila. Okay. Hello, Sister Leonila. Is it Sister Leonila? Yes. Okay. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Galatians. Brothers and sisters, for freedom Christ set us free. So stand firm and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. For you were called for freedom, brothers and sisters. But do not use the freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Rather, serve one another through love. For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you go on biting and devouring one another, 
Beware that you are not consumed by one another. I say then, live by the Spirit, and you will certainly not gratify the desire of the flesh. For the flesh has desires against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you may not do what you want. But if you are guided by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is my favorite letter of St. Paul. And this part is also my favorite part. Okay, how does it begin? For freedom, Christ set us free. And usually when we when we listen, when we hear the word freedom, we always think of freedom from, right? To be free from what? Slavery, free from sin, free from control, whatever. We don't think so much of the freedom for. Why are we being freed? Why? So it's, he says it here. Uh, for you were called for freedom, brothers and sisters, but do not use the freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve rather serve one another through love. Meaning the freedom that we have from the flesh, from slavery, from sin, is so that we will be free for love, free for service. There is a direction. God did not free you from all those things so that you can revert back to following what you want. No, I'm going back to the law, to the slavery of the law. But so that you will be free for love. You will be free for service. And he has there the, the one statement only for the whole law is fulfilled in this one statement. Namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then he, get, he gives a very, very picturesque way, opposite of uh, loving. He said, but if you go on biting and devouring one another, no, beware that you are not consumed by one another. Because this, this uh, community of the Galatians had conflicts among themselves. Who is, uh, who is right? Who is best? No, the competition. You, you see that the... With this picture, you also uh, have a glimpse that the opposite of of uh, loving is living like animals. Okay, he says, but if you go on biting and devouring one another, beware that you are not consumed by one another. Meaning you go back to what impulses, no instinct, without reason, without the spirit. So... The second part of the reading gives that motive or that power that gives us the capacity to live this uh, freedom for love. Live by the Spirit, and you will certainly not gratify the desire of the flesh. Because you see here, there's a there's a kind of uh, war going on in ourselves. No, the flesh. No. The flesh, which would mean all the, the impulses and the instincts, the negative ones. Uh, Paul uses the word flesh here like a principle of sin. It's not so much the flesh, this, this flesh that we have here, because uh, the word became flesh. That doesn't mean that Jesus chose, you know, but that, that has another meaning in the 
theology of John, but flesh here will be the negative principle. And the only way to fight this negative principle is through the spirit. Okay. And this uh, letter to the Galatians, if you read this later in your quiet time, maybe go back to chapter 5 of Galatians. This is where you find you know, what are the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh are division, enmity, jealousy, you know, uh, licentiousness, etc. But the fruit of the Spirit, we know, no? love, joy, peace, kindness, self-control, chastity, it's all here in this letter and in this chapter. So this is a very big, I, I hope that when you listen to this reading this Sunday, you will really remember how rich is this one because it gives us the, well, the trajectory of our following of the discipleship. We free ourselves from many things not so that we are not encumbered, but we free ourselves so that we will be more in love, okay, and ready for service. And, and it's so beautiful to see people who are like that, you know, who are free. <laughs> I remember one, for instance, Mother, Mother Teresa, Teresa mm -hmm. the saint, no? one time she was interviewed, uh, said, uh, Mother, I'm just curious do you have hair? <laughs> because she covered no said, no, I freed and her answer was no, I freed myself from that so that I will have more time for the poor. <laughs> you mean you see what I mean? Because it's true, the hair could really be uh what it takes time. <laughs> it would take time to to treat and then to to clean and to make it more beautiful. So you have less time for the other. So Mother Teresa has totally freed herself from that so that she could be free to serve the poor. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's a very extreme example, I know. Very difficult. But little by little, we can do that. You know, like free ourselves from, I don't know, there are stress in life that are really unnecessary. But we, we keep on that. I do not know why. Maybe there's still the principle of the flesh in our lives, no? Instead of freeing ourselves from those stress so that we can listen to others and give more compassion, compassionate hearing, we are still struggling. Okay. I leave the, the floor now to some reflections. Uh, Patrick, maybe you can coordinate um, from the group from the group from the group is there any reflection or questions that you might have just uh, insight Marife, you have something yes i have yes please uh, speak to the phone okay uh, this is about when jesus didn't able to pass in samaritan because the people is samaria, not, uh, samaria because he was like something like rejected or not allowed to pass there so I can recall myself also when I was working in a UK company, I work as a merchandiser. So I, I like that job because it's really promising, the salary, the travels, the things around is so nice. So I, I really decided to stay. And then the boss of the company told me that keep the reputation, the values of the company. So I keep 
thinking about it okay yes but the, the but the job is like uh costing check, check deliveries materials these things are involved so a little bit complicated then suddenly my boss told me he gave me some instruction but this instruction won't fit to that values and <laughs> reputation so i will do this thing but he will say this thing but i have to do another thing so Gradually, I, I didn't feel happy doing the job because I still have that feeling that I think I'm not doing this right mm-hmm. in a righteously. <laughs> yeah. So then, since after a couple of months or I know years, I, I have decided that I think this is the right place for me. Mm-hmm. It came. It suddenly came to my mind that. Seek that word that seek first the kingdom of God. Where, as what you said, it's related to the to the spiritual warfare, the freedom, and the stress of life. So, I left the job without turning back and go for another place to work, and I got the peace mind. Yes, that's freedom. So, Freedom, yeah. So you have to pass through so, fire. But, yes, yes, but the word that seek the kingdom of God first is really very strong to me. It really touched me that I have to leave all these things, or even though those are really beautiful things, but I have to do other way that I have a peace of mind. Thank so, you. The spirit of work. Thanks for the sharing. Mm-hmm. You surrender to our Lord um, as this. Um, Sunday passage says. Anybody else from this room? Before we move on to the group on Zoom, Sister Leonida, Jennifer, and Jennifer and Luz, Luz, everybody. It's a great responsibility mm-hmm. that we've taken on, but like the Lord said, it says gives us a lot of freedom. And the offertory song I hear, I see is I surrender, surrender all. Yes, so yes. it's very befitting. <laughs> Sister Lina, I see you've uh, turned on your mic. Yeah. Uh, yes, in the aspect of freedom, because freedom is, in the three readings, there is the the element of freedom, like for uh, also for Elisha. Mm-hmm. He was free to follow Elijah. And that was, in fact, Elijah said, I did not do anything. Go back. That was telling him, you are free. I am not forcing you. So that was uh, the aspect of freedom. And also, one commentator said that in the gospel, the three encounters of Jesus was a revelation itself of the fight that Jesus was waging for himself at that time. He was experiencing that, you know, being, as you have said, rejected by the Samaritans, not accepted. He says, like, I have no home to, to lay down. I have no yeah, to lay down my head. You know? And so he was in that, he was really because he was, as, as Sister Vicky have said, uh, facing Jerusalem, setting his face towards Jerusalem. So there was the struggle himself, I mean, for Jesus himself with that. So in every in every call, we all experience this struggle. But so but we are free, we are not being forced. And so as St. Paul says in the second reading, 
that we have the freedom. So that is using our freedom to follow Christ or to turn our back against Christ. So it, only in this aspect, you know, that I would like to, and also maybe Sister Vicky knows very well that seeing this cloak, the aspect of cloak of Elijah, that same Paul in his one of his letters, I don't know where, uh, used this symbolism of the baptism as being clothed. You no, know? we ourselves are clothed in Christ. To participate in his mission. Yeah. Or so maybe Sister Vicky can explain more on this aspect. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. In fact, the, the word is put on Christ. No, put on Christ. Meaning like a dress. No, like when you were baptized, we have the white garment that is part of the right. No, we put on Christ. So we put on the values of Christ. Okay, the choices of Christ, and then really the way of life of Christ. Hmm? That's beautiful. Thank you, Sister Yunila. And Jennifer? And Luz? Thank you. Thanks, Sister Yunila. Jennifer and Luz, uh, anything to add on? No. Okay. You're free. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick. (laughs) We're all free. (laughs) <laughs> but with that freedom comes responsibility. Mm-hmm. But as our Lord showed us with our sight resoluted on God, his covenant of kingdom heaven will always be there for us. So on that note, mm-hmm. let us recite the responsory of Psalm together. You, you are, are my inheritance, O Lord. Lord. Keep me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, my Lord are you. O Lord, my allotted portion and my cup, you it is who hold fast my lot. I bless the Lord who counsels me. Even in the night my heart exhorts me. I set the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand, I shall not be disturbed. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my soul rejoices, my body too, abides in confidence, because you will not abandon my soul to the latter nor will you suffer your faithful one to undergo corruption. You will show me the path of life, Fullness of joy in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Before we close, I would like also that we remember our Holy Father this week. You know, it's the end of June. June 29 is the Solemnity of Peter and Paul. And usually that is also the time, you know, the the, the feast of Saint Peter is also the time that we dedicate uh, to pray for the Pope, especially. As we were reading the psalm here, I was thinking of him. You know how sick he is, no? that he, is, uh, he could not walk. That's why he goes around with a wheelchair. But you can still feel the joy. 
this this time we are having the world meeting of families in Rome, and he tries to follow that as well. No, so let us also offer our prayers for him in a special way this uh, week. Hmm? As we Wednesday prepare. On June yes. Thank you and have a holy and good week, everyone. In the name of the, the Father, Father, and the Son, and of the, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning in to OLMC Sunday Best. Please join us again next week for another episode. Have a blessed Sunday, everyone.